So hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tech Cloud TV. So for those of you that have been following us, you might know that Trung and I have been working on bringing some content um, and the latest news on the Australian and international blockchain space. So as you know, the high level of dependency on technology and the internet today has resulted in new business models and revenue streams for organizations around the world. But with this comes new gaps and opportunities for cyber attackers to exploit Cyber attacks have been increasingly targeting, uh, targeted and complex due to more sophisticated pieces of malware being leveraged and the increasing threat of professional cyber organizations. So there are so many projects happening here at the moment and interestingly enough, in the current COVID-19 pandemic, there has been never a better time to explore the importance of blockchain on a global scale where the need for cybersecurity is more important than ever with the increasing use of technology uh, on multiple remote devices. So today we're joined here by the amazing uh, Kaya Myers-Stewart, who is the co-founder and chief product officer of Fifth Dimension Security. So Fifth Dimension Security is an early stage cybersecurity com company offering a real-time authorization as a service enterprise blockchain solution. So Kaya, thank you so much for joining us. Um, would you care to provide uh, the audience with a little introduction with the, behind your background um, and also role in blockchain? Sure, thank you so much for having me. And um, I'm glad that these conversations are being had about cybersecurity and the intersection with blockchain, because I, I think I agree, it's a very, a very good time to be thinking about these things. So um, I'm Kaya. Um, I met blockchain about four years ago when I was working on a supply chain use case in the due diligence space, uh, making software platforms um, to hold different uh, stakeholders accountable. Um, along the supply chain, and then looking at provenance as well. And I fell in love with blockchain, even though that use case didn't really work out for me. So I began to work uh, specifically within that space. I worked at Consensus, uh, which is uh, the Ethereum uh, <laughs> ecosystem project uh, funded and founded by Joe Lubin. Mm -hmm. um, and I worked on the Consensus Protocol team. And that was a really interesting experience because I got to understand how the different consensus mechanisms actually contribute to the ways in which we interact and transact as humans, not just with uh, networks of computers. So I basically met some really cool people and realized along the way that in cybersecurity, we treat humans at the moment like they are a threat vector uh, rather than incorporating them into the uh, digital infrastructure in the way that we incorporate ourselves into our societal infrastructure and our physical infrastructure. So kind of with that framework in mind and looking at how consensus mechanisms and other properties of blockchain can reinforce uh, human in the loop approaches to uh, making decisions at mission critical stages, um, signing off on things that are important and encrypting things uh, very robustly. I decided to start working with the cool people I had met to found a startup, and that's how we got here. Exciting stuff. Uh, so can you share with us more, a little bit more about um, Fifth Dimension Security and what led you to found this organization? Sure, so um, essentially the gap that we saw in the market at the moment when it comes to cybersecurity is that although there is great um, multi-factor authentication and firewalls and other means and mechanisms and techniques that we're using and employing right now to keep attackers out of networks. We know that this is not 100% effective and that most of the ways in that attackers find 
our backdoor or social engineering uh, mechanisms or, or techniques and people get in. So if the threat's already inside, there needs to be a way to uh, mitigate the threat from the inside. And uh, essentially why we founded Fifth Dimension Security is because we realized that uh, through the consensus mechanism, which is Byzantine fault tolerant and meant for enterprise uh, blockchains, it's called IBFT, um, there was this way to pull humans into the loop inside a network where there's context and nuance and organizational hierarchy um, and all of these different pieces that make it really difficult to just have automated tools um, mitigating authentication. And so once attackers or even legitimate people have made their way into a network uh, and are operating maliciously, there are essentially checkpoints that we have created that allow um, that allow organizations to uh, stop malicious activity before it can be successfully executed. And that was a pretty compelling reason for us to want to yeah. make it into reality. So what are kind of some of the, I guess, the critical checkpoints from your perspective? So it depends on the, um, the sector, but that's a really good question. So generally, if we're talking about, say, financial services, a critical checkpoint might be um, a certain amount of money being transferred or um, a certain cadence of, of something happening. So back in 2008 in the financial crisis, there was a huge problem where um, financial advisors and private banking wealth managers were skimming off the top of their clients' portfolios or they were um, charging them for services that weren't happening. And that, that wasn't being caught because even though these were high stakes, high value transactions, um, there was nobody to kind of be the checks and balances and there was a way to rewrite history. So that would be an example in that realm, but uh, in the space uh, and sort of space assets um, realm, which is another realm that we're exploring kind of as a first market entry point, any communication with a satellite is really high stakes because you only get one chance as it passes over and often you are orienting it or taking imagery from it and if it gets damaged, there's no way to, to uh, get it back. And if you take imagery you shouldn't have taken, you could be doing everything from just annoying another country to accidentally declaring war on another country. So yeah. good reason to, uh, to have humans. Yeah, so we saw that also um, Fifth Dimension Security um, developed a real-time internal verification service called SiegeGuard um, to help organizations validate suspicious or otherwise high-stake actions before network actors can successfully execute upon them. So are you also able to kind of delve into, you know, what SiegeGuard is and what are some of the value that some of the organizations you've worked with can gain from this? Sure, so SiegeGuard is kind of the first product uh, in our suite of products. And mm -hmm. essentially the value it adds to our early stage customers who are um, actually in financial services and in the space assets uh, security markets um, is that, there's these chains of command currently that occur um, where there's lots of opportunity for either human error to occur or for malicious activity to kind of get in through the cracks. So um, you're dealing with multiple, multiple actors, some of whom have competing agendas. Um, maybe they're operating by the same rule book, but potentially their policies don't align. Beyond that, it's just hard to keep the complexity of information in one place. And so SiegeGuard is really two things. It's a business process optimization tool in that 
um, we're using smart contracts to execute uh, workflows that automate the process of signing off on all the checks, uh, for example, to send a message to a satellite. Um, beyond that, though, when a mission commander needs to sign off on something like orienting a satellite in um, a, a given direction, they can be prompted to do so before uh, before something can be successfully sent off. So essentially, we're allowing them the automation, the convenience of, of having everything kind of self-execute, um, but also bringing in the right people at the right time to sign off and ensure that if someone's initiated a command and it looks not right, or it looks like whoever the person is um, who's executing it wouldn't normally be doing it, um, the right person can come in and, and mitigate that. That makes sense. So I guess moving on to um, more the topic of cybersecurity, um, I, you know, guessing with the involvement of blockchain in your business as well, you know, what is your view of blockchain's role in cybersecurity and how can that be used to help protect information? I think blockchain has a lot of different and interesting use cases within cybersecurity. Um, and it's interesting because I think it's one of the great undiscovered use cases. Um, one thing that I think is really interesting that we're not doing quite yet, but want to explore more of is um, zero knowledge proof encryption. So um, yeah, allowing information to uh, essentially be verified without having to share information unnecessarily. Beyond that, IoT, in Internet of Things is just so um, prevalent in today's world. Everything is so interconnected that uh, there's just no way around the vulnerabilities that have been created with edge devices like you know your smart fridge or even your routers um, th those vulnerabilities are very very tempting attack vectors at the moment um, so the ability to kind of distribute and de decentralize um, those points of entry it makes it really hard for cyber attackers to succeed and um, there's lots of exciting work being done in that space and then also multi-factor authentication and authorization inside networks um, I think is one of the more exciting things. And I'm not just saying that because we're doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of different things we could do. Do that. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the challenges I see from your perspective um, in terms of the uptake of applying blockchain in cybersecurity? Well, beyond the, the fact that a lot of VCs and just generally the community hear blockchain and want to run away, yeah. um, I think that is actually a huge barrier. There's this, there's this barrier to entry where we've created uh, a hype word, a buzzword, um, and a lot of people are, are just ready to shut that down from the get-go, or, or they make the very good point that there are ways to solve many of the problems um, that blockchain solves without using a blockchain. So there's that. And I think um, beyond that, it's, it's just difficult to, it's difficult to get early adopters in the enterprise space because they're so risk averse for very good reason. But when we're talking about critical infrastructure in particular, and so using a system that's maybe not as good, but is better than what you don't know, um, yeah. is usually uh, the default. So kind of that's the biggest barrier. Beyond that though, um, getting enough participants and actors to uh, be in a network so that it is resilient is, is kind of the next frontier. It's exciting stuff. So what are some of the uh, things that people, I guess, misunderstand about blockchain and particularly cybersecurity? I think people think that 
blockchain, like I think people often ask why a decentralized database is helpful in cybersecurity and they don't necessarily know about uh, consensus mechanisms being really important. Um, you know, having the ability to really securely sign off um, on things in a cryptographically secure manner. Or they don't necessarily know that smart contracts can be automated business rules and make their lives easier. They just kind of are thinking about like the, the public record. Um, beyond that though, blockchain is made up of a lot of different properties and there's even this misunderstanding of what blockchain as a concept actually means. And I think that's rampant in the community. We all struggle to define it. And so I think for us at 5DS, our biggest challenge is just kind of letting people know that we are using great, you know, cryptography and um, distributed cloud and things that have already existed before and they've been put together uh, in a very helpful way, but um, that doesn't mean that they are any less effective because they kind of resemble a blockchain. But yeah, beyond that, I think people are just obsessed with what blockchain is, how it works, and hopefully we get past that because there's not that same obsession with how the internet works. There's not the same obsession with how an email client works, um, but we've kind of made the monster of it being so interesting. So once uh, people start realizing it's not that big of a deal, I think we'll have less misunderstandings. So, so why do you think from your perspective, um, cybersecurity use cases may not be top of mind when people conceptualize blockchain as a solution? I think a lot of people are thinking about supply chain uh, at the moment, but just because in theory, it makes the most sense. Um, there's all these actors, it's, it's really complex and, you know, provenance, knowing where things come from is a really compelling reason to want to use it. Um, and when we, when we talk about cybersecurity, I think a lot of people are still very focused on the, like, how do we keep bad guys out, which is often, you know, better suited to the firewalls and the monitoring tools and the, um, you know, the very kind of traditional uh, castle and moat sort of approaches. And yeah, I think it just takes a paradigm shift for people to start um, thinking about cybersecurity in this context. But supply chain is kind of the more the more popular and sexy one at the moment, and and credentialing, and I get that. I think particularly in the COVID environment as well. Definitely, yeah, you're right. And um, even though cybersecurity is something that seems to be uh, top of mind, it's it's something that also takes a long time to like understand what that actually means. Yeah. You know, we're being attacked um, at a national level, international attacks are happening, but it's hard to conceptualize, whereas COVID is, is here right now and there are compelling reasons to have, you know, digital IDs that don't give away your identity, but also protect you. And so those things are absolutely top of mind for good reason. Yeah, absolutely. So just the last question um, from us, we just wanted to understand, you know, for those in the audience who want to get more involved in blockchain and being part of the community, um, what are some of your advice that you can share uh, in terms of how they can break in or maybe get involved in projects or initiatives in the market? Um, so many ways. <laughs> there's, um, there's a great blockchain community in Australia in general, but if you're in Brisbane, there's a, a wonderful uh, community there and on the Sunshine Coast in Melbourne. Um, there, I co-organize co meetups, uh, Women in Blockchain in Melbourne, but everybody is welcome. And uh, we interconnect with a bunch of other meetups that kind of uh, bring people into that community as well. RMIT has a great blockchain strategy and blockchain enabled business uh, certificate. I believe that other universities are doing the same. Yeah. Sydney has a wonderful Bitcoin uh, 
vibrant community happening. So I would say go on meetup.com, look up uh, what's going on, and also look at what the universities are offering um, from RMIT to Deakin to um, I think UTS. There's a lot to, to kind of see. And beyond that, I think IBM and um, KPMG and EY, they all have these great blockchain projects and are probably looking for interns or probably looking for people to uh, engage with them uh, because there's not that many people that are experts right now. And so there's lots of space uh, if you want to get involved, just depends what vector. Well, it seems like there's lots of options out there. So for those in the audience who are interested, definitely uh, take Kaya's advice on board. Um, but thank you so much today uh, for taking the time out to discuss blockchain and also cybersecurity with us. Um, so for more information on Fifth Dimension Security or 5DS, um, and if you're more interested in also getting involved in the blockchain, uh, please contact us uh, and let us know. Uh, drop Kaya a note. Uh, so I'll share all of her um, socials uh, on our video as well. And thank you so much for the time today. Thanks so much. Thank Vanessa. Really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too.